Kimelo Mutine on SAFM. 11 minutes after one. So I, I kind of woke up with a heavy heart, I must be honest, because I I realize that there are people who um, were still not paid. And, and this story dates back to, I think, a month previously, uh, the previous month where we got wind of the fact that um, there was a delay in payment of, of workers at Danelle. And in fact, somebody actually sent me a long list of other companies who, who also where people either were paid a portion of their salaries or salaries came in late. And and I suppose this hits home and brings home the issues of all the stuff that we see on the news, state capture, all the issues that we are seeing play themselves out. Um, this is the reality of what all of that means. This is what it boils down to. Ultimately, it is affecting men and women like you and I who have families to feed, who have got children waiting for them to return home um, and to be responsible parents. And they are left with questions more than they've got answers. Anton van der Beel is the head of legal department at Solidarity, and they are going head-to-head with Danelle. And I want to know what exactly the fight is about. Thank you very much for joining us, Anton. Hello. Thanks. Uh, good afternoon, Pamela, to you and listeners, and happy birthday to, to the SABC. Thanks very much, Anton. Just give us a bit of a background, Anton. So, okay, are your members currently paid, or where are we with that status this month? Yeah, approximately 85% of their salary, salary has been paid for June and July, although that the rest of the 15% is deductions payable to SARS and to UIF to pension funds and to medical funds, and that currently has not been paid. So it has been deducted, although it hasn't been paid over to the to, to the statutory bodies. And yeah, it's, it's a criminal offence, actually. So yeah, a certain portion has not been paid to, to our members. Well, Anton, what, what exactly does that mean? So it's now two months in, and those bodies have not been paid. If you decided to retire, or it is your time to retire, what would that mean? How would that affect your pension fund, for instance? Yeah, it's very unfortunate. Uh, there is a duty on each and every employee towards SARS to, to ensure that all the pay monies has been paid up. So the duty is, uh, is on the employee and not on the employer. So the employers are actually only an agent to ensure that, that payments have to be made. But if, pay, if SARS has not been paid, uh, it's a criminal offence. And at the end of the day, it's the employee that must be the brunt and they will, yeah, it, uh, cases can, criminal cases can be made against the employees. Uh, in terms of the pension fund, if, if uh, pension monies have not been paid, the pension fund can uh, cancel your membership. So at this point in time, it's, uh, uh, it seems that Danielle is trying to get some sort of agreement with, uh, with SARS and with the NRED, the uh, retirement fund, but it doesn't seem that that agreement has been concluded. So, yeah, at, 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 unfortunately, the employees are at risk, at, at a huge risk. All right. You know, last month when this started happening, uh, Danelle came around and said, no, 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 there is no crisis. Uh, we just, it's a cash flow management issue. It's not really a crisis. Do you believe that? And what's their reason this time around? No, that's ridiculous. I think all state-owned companies... Uh, although they say uh, it's not a crisis, it's most certainly a crisis. We see it not only at the NAL, we see it, see it at SAA, at ESCOM, at all these state-owned companies. It's a crisis. If you cannot even pay your employees and uh, the government must uh, 
take the piggy bank, so to speak, to get monies to pay the employees, then most certainly it's a crisis. Uh, we have been in contact, we have been in a, uh, in a meeting with Mr. Pravin Gordon, and to a certain extent he told us he wouldn't even, or uh, there's not a lot of persons, and most probably even not the government, which invest in state-owned companies at this point in time. So, yeah, it's most certainly a crisis. And, yeah, hopefully there is a solution at the end of the day, but, yeah, it's, it's most certainly a crisis. So you, you're taking Danal to court um, to try and recover some monies that have been mismanaged by some of the executives. Tell us about that process. Yeah, we lodged an urgent application yesterday in terms of um, yeah, the outstanding uh, uh, payments to, to SARS and to UIF and the Skills Development Levy. So that's an urgent application. It will be heard on the 20th of August in the High Court Victoria. And then there's a second process. It's a 165 of the Companies Act process. Uh, about two years ago, we had a Danell docket when we uh, uh, yeah we publicised certain irregularities that and malpractices that happened at at Danell. So uh, uh, 165 process was also started by ons, uh, by by us when we stated that uh, the persons that conducted this malpractices and which uh, had the anti state capture of Danell must be criminally and civilly. Uh, prosecuted and yeah, we demanded from Danelle to, to start with that process. Listen, Anton, how, how optimistic are you? You are on the ground, you understand how, how this company works. How optimistic are you with, with this, this, the, obviously the manner in which, number one, they are paying out these salaries, staggering out these salaries. Are we optimistic about next month? What's going to happen going forward? I must be honest with you, I'm not optimistic. Uh, there's no money. Uh, mm. At the start of, uh, or let's say at the end of June, uh, Danella has informed us that they have approximately 9 million rand in the bank and they still need another, I think, 97 million just to pay salaries. So, mm. <laughs> so it's, uh, and that's for, yeah, for July, I think. So now I'm not optimistic. Hopefully, uh, uh, the uh, recapitalization comes sooner rather than later. But yeah, at this point in time, I think till September, when the recapitalization happens, it's going to be yeah quite a difficult time for the Danelle employees. Are you open to discussions around loss of jobs and solidarity? Well, yeah, we are open to discussions, although we don't see the necessity for losing, losing jobs uh, in the pipeline or... Uh, I think Danella has approximately 38 or 83, I'm not sure, a billion rands worth of contracts. So money can come in. I don't think it will happen next two to three months, but there is money coming in at, at the later stage. So I don't foresee that the necessity for the transfers at that point in time. But uh, if Danella wants to discuss that with us, we are open for discussions, although they might hear from us that we are not, uh, yeah, we don't want any retrenchments, but we, we are open for discussions. Anton, just to bring it home, I mean, how are your members feeling at the moment? What did they feel like when, when the 25th arrived and again, only 85% of their salaries came through? They are devastated. You sit with many employees with uh, 30 years and more uh, employment at now. They, uh, they, they, uh, 
they did everything for Ronell. They um, so then you have to hear at in your old age that there's no money to be paid, that there's a possibility that there might not be a pension uh, for you at, at the end of the day. It's, it's quite devastating. As you said previously, there are families to, to attend to, there are bills to pay, and yeah, it's just, it's, it's very unfortunate. Mm. Anton van der Beel, thank you very, very much for that. We did reach out to Danelle. They weren't able to respond to us, so do, we did give them a, a, a right of reply. They were not able to respond to us. They, they said they're not available, so we have done our bit in that regard. But 20 minutes after one, we'll continue with our conversation after this.